It's Thursday, October 19th, 2017, and you're listening to episode 463 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 43 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Brodor. That's still Wayne's chair. <laughs> and I'm Chad. Yeah, screw Wayne. <laughs> I don't even know. What was his excuse for tonight? His excuse was, I can't make it. And I, well, that's why you don't make an excuse, because you don't want to be mocked for the reason that you can't make it. So, so when I can't make it, I'm just like, sorry, guys, I can't be there. Right. right. So now we right. just make one up. Okay, so we are going to take turns. Mm-hmm. Mine is Wayne's diabetes. Mm, mine is Wayne lost all of his hair by training too hard. Okay. Uh, Batman sex tape, take two. <laughs> Batman winner. year two. All right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. He's like, this is also some of my best work. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ew. Now we have to tell that story. <laughs> oh. no, we, do not, we don't have to tell that story. Let it percolate. in the. It's, it's, it's very Hitchcockian, right? Let it percolate in the minds of the listeners. It's very Ed Wood. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn or Glenda. I saw yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. Did I? Yeah, can we Cashmere use any man. name that doesn't involve things like wood or cock? And <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me? You should have seen the pre-episode recording. I the know. sound test was... Oh, my God. The stuff he cut out <laughs> was gold. All right, we'll save that for a negative episode then. So, speaking of which, we're at our negative episode coming up here. I finally got somebody to write the script for Brodor and the Merolith. I'm in. It's, I mean, I'm ready. So the level of alcohol consumption that I had at dinner this evening, mm-hmm. I will need to have it. The requisite level of alcohol consumption yeah. is at least this evening's dinner. But okay. I'm in, man. Let's yeah, do this. You're, and by the way, you will not have seen the part. I will just tell you, okay, Brodor, turn over a card and read. Merrillith, turn over a card and read. And why are you looking at me with you, the Merrillith? You're part? not going to be the Merrillith. Either, either Julia or Carla is going to be the Merrillith. Like, hi, Brodor. I'm the Merolith. <laughs> can can we get an unattractive woman to be the Merolith? <laughs> Maybe I should be the Merolith. The the only you're an attractive man. I, that's the only, you're not an attractive woman. I'm in. So my only third option, and I'm not tying this into your unattractive woman comment. Let me be 100 percent clear there. <laughs> the only third option I came up with was to get Memory to come over and play the Merolith. <laughs> That won't happen for a variety <laughs> of reasons. So, okay, I'm like George Costanza. Worlds can't collide, okay? <laughs> that world and the world of Fear the Boot can't collide, number one. Number two, there is no way she would be on the mics. Hmm. Why not? She would be, frankly, far too nervous. She's really introverted. And we are the sort of quintessential cliched opposites attract. Yeah. And so it would not be her thing. I don't think that she would care for it. You, all right, Chad, topic. Because yes. if, if you are, right, you go with yours or I'll go with mine. We do not need to go with yours. You don't even know what mine I, is. Oh, say you're part of a group. Mm-hmm. Players. Yeah. You individually mm-hmm. have an idea of a plan of what to do next. And the group unanimously votes it down. They go with another plan. It's not that they don't have a plan and they're just being heels about it. They have a plan. All of them have plan A. You come up with plan B. How do you convince them, the entire group, you are alone on this. How do you convince the entire group to go with plan B? Let, plan a? let me lead off with the Chad answer. 
you just freaking do it before they can yeah. veto it. Yeah, they see <laughs> they see ogres and they want to debate about what do we do about the ogres that are hiding in the trees. And you're like, huzzah, ogres, dwarf, ogres, axe. I've done the calculus. That's Let's a, attack. That's right. I mean, it's right there in the workflow. Yeah, I mean, it's theoretical physics because the physics has not yet occurred. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's going to be my first suggestion is the Chad plan of just do it. <laughs> And the other players, sans Dan, will probably <laughs> resent you for it. But but gets done. But gets done. And the, yeah, that is the undeniable fact. Is look, there is the great cardinal sin of gaming mm. is not having fun, right? right? If you're having fun, you're doing it right. It doesn't matter how terrible it sounds to me. If you're having fun, you're doing it right. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Mm. And nothing is worse following that line of thinking than a boring game yeah. and the number one formula for a boring game is a game where nothing happens mm-hmm. and sometimes after either two hours of analysis paralysis on one thing or 20 to 30 minutes of analysis paralysis on everything simply having chad say i'm going to charge the ogres is the most refreshing thing <laughs> that you can possibly. It's like farting after a 30 minute meeting. It's just like the most relieving thing you can imagine. I like wish a, more people felt that. Like way. a good, firm, dry one that doesn't skid. Like, is that like a cacophonous belch from my anus that has heard departments over floors above me and below me know that my gaseous bowels have moved? Windows rattled, children cried. <laughs> oh, it's not a fart unless somebody weeps. <laughs> Unless it hits the sphincter scale. So, to pull this back for a moment. That's genius. Let's let's say that, let's caveat this. Let's say that, again, it's not that there is no plan. It's not that there's no analysis paralysis. There's a plan A and there's a plan B. Thing is, plan B is yours. Plan A is everybody else's. So, So what do you do? Okay, so, so... Other than, I think the end advice is sometimes you just got to not fight it. Sometimes you capitulate and say, okay, all right, guys, plan A is great. Plan B was my idea. Nobody's on plan B. We need forward momentum. We want to progress the game, progress the narrative. I'm behind plan A. Yep. That is the end advice here. Devil's in the the details. (laughs) Why? Okay. So if, if the whole group has a plan, right? So we're not just sitting here, Thumbs and butts. Yeah, yeah. It's but, not analysis paralysis. It's not no plan. It's <laughs> get your thumb out of your mouth, brother. <laughs> I'm just lubing it up. Wayne's not here. Why? <laughs> but all right. So the, everybody has a plan, right? So the group has There's a cohesive plan, too. right? Right, right, right. Not like twenty different plans. So what's the motivation for taking your plan over their plan? Well, it's your plan, so it's better. Uh, is that the presumption that their plan's bad? Uh, well, I mean, bad is subjective. Well. I mean, you usually didn't, you I mean, didn't come up with plan B because it sucks. Okay. So let me give you an example. In World War II, most nations invested the bulk of their research into atomic weapons projects. Right. Japan ditched their atomic bomb program for a death ray program. Now, <laughs> Japan had a plan. It was a bad plan. It was, yeah, they were like, <laughs> our machine guns suck. Our rifles suck. Our tanks suck. 
let's make a death ray. Yes. <laughs> and, and obviously that was not the winning bet. So there was something not just subjectively, but objectively wrong with this plan. So if it's purely subjective, I don't know if it's objective. Well, let, let's explore both. Let, let's explore the easy one. Let's say it's objective. All right. Like play the table. Yeah. Here, and I think this so, is. So we're saying plan A, which the group has. Yeah. Is bad. For some reason, they're convinced that it's really good. But you have plan B, which is B for better. Okay. So I think the first thing I would do is play the table. Because there's always going to be some social dynamic, some metagame social dynamic, by which there's somebody at the table who is going to be more easily swayed, mm-hmm. who's going to be more of a peacemaker, of a compromiser, maybe even someone where you know how to pitch it to them. Like, okay, Dan, I know you normally wouldn't go for this plan, but Gnarl. <laughs> <laughs> On a way, Mick. <laughs> On a way, Mick. He would totally do this. And it, and I'd be like, go on. And suddenly this this death ray plan might have some merit to me. Mm. And so, I, I mean, jokes aside, I think there is, if you want to win people to your plan, so... Start one by one. Don't. Right. I mean, exactly. Group, let's, shut down. let's go with our single most failed thing in all of our role-playing game history, which is a bank robbery in Shadowrun. That was amazing. I literally don't think we have done it so many times. I don't think we've had one. Wait, is this the story where the MacGuffin is in the vault, but then it turns out? No, it's no, a, no, no, so no, 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 no. is down the street. We decide it would be more fun, Not and we does not include Dan, who's running the game. The group decides it would be more fun to rob a bank. And it has never once gone well. Never once in any game with no, any group. No, it's gone fantastic. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's just gone disastrously. It's wonderful. Yes. I, the only story that I remember was the best outcome they had was running not from Lone Star, but from Doc Wagon because <laughs> they jacked the ambulance <laughs> that showed up to respond. It's like a delivery service. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, and yeah. We need a getaway vehicle. I shoot my buddy in the stomach. His doc wagon goes off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You pop his doc wagon yeah. band, or I don't know how you do it now in the current version. It used to be broke the band. Right. And yeah, the doc wagon shows up and they just jacked the ambulance. But that was the best. Out. All right. But here, here's, so here's my point. Mm. So let's say you have one person saying, well, I want to do all this. You know, we're going to sneak around back. Right. We're going to do this real quiet. And somebody else is like, no, nah, I want to go in front. Uh, kick down the door. Masks on, you know, shoot the right. ceiling, everybody on the floor. Hardcore gangsters. We're not here to take your money. We're here to take the bank. Exactly. And I think one of the first things that I would do is if for some reason I felt that that was the better plan. All right. So we're putting aside the idea that the other plan is bad for some reason or is non-existent. And I just prefer Mm -hmm. this plan. And for some reason, whatever that reason may be, which I think this may be another devil in the details that I don't want to capitulate on, Mm -hmm. which I think I would ask some hard questions about why you don't want to capitulate or compromise because maybe you're being a dick. But if we assume that's not the case, right. that you have some good reason for this, then, yeah, I'd start working the table. There's yeah. got to be somebody where you can win them over either through strength of personality, through persuasion, by thinking your plan through enough to sell its good points and be like, you know, 
have you considered that, okay, we want to sneak in the back, but Wayne's our stealth guy, and he can't roll above a two on a D20, (laughs) even though there's no D20s in Shadowrun, this is relevant here. (laughs) That's how bad his luck is, and this ain't going to work. So we do this my way. We're playing to my strengths, and I can actually kick in the door. Yeah, I can roll positive numbers on a die. Yeah. And there's got to be something like that where you can. Mm -hmm. Well, you appeal to their logic. You point out the flaws in their plan, which is difficult if their plan doesn't really have flaws necessarily. That would be like one of the big questions, like you're saying, Dan. I think you hit on one of the. one of the concepts there, why are you doing this? You know, I think one of the obvious things, well, you're just, it's your plan and you're being a dick and stuff. Before you start arguing or the debate or the lot or whatever tack you're going to take, ask yourself that, like, why do I think my plan should be the one we do? And if I can get past that by saying, you know, okay, I'm not being a dick. I'm not being egotistical. I'm not being anything like that. I do think my plan is a superior plan. Well, then you can start asking yourself questions like, well, why do I think it's a superior plan? Because then you can use those answers no. to start pitching the idea of, okay, you guys want to go for plan A. That's great. But plan B has this, this, and this going for it. And we'll get these results. Well, out and of it. I think you can be honest about the metagame and you ought mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Like you said, first and foremost to yourself to figure out, are you just being a jerk? Right. Are you being obstinate? Are you being my way or the highway? Are you being controlling? Whatever. But if there really is just a look, okay, guys, we can do this huge stealth infiltration plan, but we know based on the strengths and weaknesses of the game master and the way the skills are set up and whatever, this is going to be boring. Yeah. We go in the front door and shoot the place up. It may not be as optimal but it's going to be a lot more fun to play. Only way to fail at a role-playing game is not to have fun. Mm. And so I just pitch it straight like that. Of Hey, it's not that it's a bad plan. It's just a boring plan. It's a boring plan. It's not as much fun. Well, and I think that's where the obligation comes in, is the metagame. Does the plan that we're engaging in provide for a more entertaining experience for us as players? Is it interesting and fun, but most importantly, how much time have we spent debating the merits of the two plans? Because at some point you have to embrace the metagame and simply say, look, it's been 45 minutes us debating this plan. We need to pick a plan to progress the story and have fun. Plan A is more fun than plan B. We're going with plan A done. And I think that's the important thing, too, is. Since you are in the minority party, you are the only one backing plan B. You need to, again, be very honest with yourself in the meta and say, okay, I can't browbeat these guys. We cannot spend 45 minutes of me debating this like lawyer style in front of a case or like a debate team that we should go with my plan B because games survive on momentum. Games survive when they carry forward, either even if it's just sitting around a campfire and people role playing or kicking indoors and robbing banks. Games survive on momentum and stopping the game to argue your plan when you are the absolute minority and everyone wants to go with plan A. Again, you should be realistic. You should say, eh, you know what? 
maybe I'll just choke this one down and we'll go with plan A. Right. Well, and I think that the player who is espousing plan B has that obligation, but the game master also has Mm -hmm. the obligation to be looking at the clock or looking at their watch and saying, okay, guys, it's been 20 minutes. We only have a certain amount of time that we can game through the course of the evening. I don't want to spend that gaming time, that precious gaming time, debating these plans Here's the gavel. Let's hit the table. Which plan is it? Plan B? Great. We're going with plan B. Let me recapture momentum and continue. Or plan A? Great. The majority says plan A. That's the direction we're going. Player who is espousing plan B, don't get your poopy pants on. Let's Mm -hmm. just continue to have fun. That's very important, and I see it so little from a game master. Oh, right. Not often. I do not see it very often at all. And I think I've done it as a game master where there's this sort of, eh, I don't want to say argument. It's not fight. It's just, it's debate. It's debate. It's it's discussion. Weighing the pros and cons and, you know, exchange of ideas, which is great, which you want your players to have that. And it's very easy for a game master. The game master who does so much stuff, comes up with a story, does all the blah, 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 blah. We always talk about how much work the game master does. It is a lazy game master technique that when the players start in on this planning, debate, analysis sort of thing, all they have to do is listen because they're, you know, they can pick out ideas. Yeah, you know, as a game master, what my breaking point is for that or the internal clock I try to monitor is when I've checked out. Right. When the player's planning and them going round and round has gotten so boring and so tedious that I, as a game master, am completely checked out. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're talking about. I'm playing with my phone. <laughs> it's about that yeah. point that I realize, okay, we need to do something. And that's, I think, difficult in a way for game masters to do when the discussion is meta, when it's out of character. Because when it's meta, I mean, we, we just talked about how, you know, it's, it's good to be meta. And on to it's like, okay, guys, I think we should go with plan B because it's more fun. Plan A, great, it'll work, but it's just not as fun who's with me. That's a meta, it's a great discussion. Now, that was really short for the example. How that plays out in real life is that it gets chewed on and chewed on and explained and expounded upon and stuff. If that debate were in character, we were having that discussion in character, not, oh, it's more fun to kick down the front door of a bank, but we were talking about the pros and cons of the plan, and I'm in character saying, well, you just don't like that plan because of this, and it's really in character. That's very easy for the game master, because the game master can have something happen. Time is going. The game is moving. The game master can interact with that. When it's meta, when it's like, guys, you know, Dan runs this kind of game, and we have these kind of skills and stuff. You can't really say, okay, a car blows up. Like, what? I mean, were, were we, time had paused conceptually. So the game master has to interject meta. And I think, should be honest, like, okay, guys, we've been doing this for 20 minutes. Let's go. Right, because so much about game mastering, and we were talking about this at dinner, so much about game mastering is not about storytelling or being creative, it's about managing the group dynamic right. and the group momentum. Mm-hmm. Well, and two other suggestions that I have, both related, is to handle it character to character. Now, one is in game, one is more meta game. The in game one is to say something like, especially if you know another player is getting as bored as you are, mm-hmm. or 
at least recognizes the issue. Maybe they believe in plan A wholeheartedly and you believe in plan B wholeheartedly. But they recognize the same as you do that the game is is dragging down. You say, you know what? Bob approaches you and says, we've been stuck on this for a while. How about a round of cards? <laughs> whoever wins, what we that's what we go with. Or we have right. whoever drinks whomever under the table. Whatever it is, that's what we go with. And you make a bit of role play out of it, and you just go with it. And if the game master's not a dick, mm-hmm. the suboptimal plan is still going to go somewhere that's not a dead end. It's not a TPK. Yeah. And I think that's probably a side topic, but nonetheless a necessary one is you have to have some amount of trust and the game master should be worthy of that trust Mm -hmm. that they're not going to exploit the choice to have fun by moving forward by saying, I'm going to crush you under my boot heel for having moved forward in a somewhat suboptimal way. Well, now the metagame way, or or rather the in-game way, excuse me, that's the metagame way, the in-game way. And some people would really freak out at this because this is a huge hot button topic because people are generally fine with this happening between PC and NPC, but poop litters of kittens when it's PC to PC. Mind control. Yes. I use persuasion. Yeah. I attempt to persuade Bob to go along with my plan. I'm rolling my persuasion against his will. I so want another player to do that to me. I, I I want any game, any game you want. I want another player to have an RP debate with me and then say, Dan, I want to roll my persuasion. And then the dice are rolled, do the defense, whatever, whatever yeah. the mechanic is, do the defense. It comes out. And then me and the other player look at the results. And then we have to role play the results. See, that's why I love the skies of glass game. Yeah. Because Lee has never had to do that to Joe. <laughs> you know who Lee is. Right. I know who Lee is. You know who Joe is. I know who Joe is. Mm-hmm. Mm, we Those dice don't need to hit the table. <laughs> yeah. If Lee makes a case, Joe's like, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Let's <laughs> yeah. do that. And it hasn't quite blown up yet. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Although it was close the last game session. Yes. Yes. If that man had shot you, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> hey, you know what? Lee hasn't hurt anyone yet. So, guys of glass aside, <laughs> yeah. it's a great AP, by the way. Yeah. Tons of fun. But no, I, I think that's great. I, like you said, I, I think people get their panties in a bunch about, you know, well, persuasion skill is mind control. No, it's an opportunity. It, it really is. Because yeah. we're debating back and forth. And we have all these logical arguments, which is fun to roll. You should role play. You should role play that out without the dice. But wouldn't it be interesting to roll those dice and then you have to interpret them like tea leaves? Yeah, right? it's, I mean, it's human nature that you tend to be emotional about the things that you believe in or choose to reject. But I think everyone's had some point in their life where someone unexpectedly mm-hmm. convinced them of something that they were not prepared to be convinced of. There, there is this scene in the modern remake of House of Cards where Francis's character, the, the House Majority Whip, and that's the first season. I mean, he is just, he's an operator, right? I mean, he is just smooth as glass, and he pulls all the puppet strings. Brilliant. 
genius. I mean, that's the draw of the show is just how good he is at manipulating and convincing and doing everything that makes the show cool. And there's this episode where it's thing about the uh, educators union and all this stuff. And he has this counterpoint. And so they've been setting this guy up. That's sort of his nemesis in this, this plot. And they're going to have a debate on national TV on one of these, these talk shows about the issue and this lead up. And you're just like, Oh my God, this episode's going to be amazing because Frank is going to annihilate this guy on national TV. And I'm like, I can't wait. And they reverse it. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen the first season came out years ago, he just blows it. There's no reason he blows it because sometimes that happens. He just gets so he his hubris. He thinks he's so good and he doesn't really prepare for it. And he goes in there and he's thinking he's just going to eat this guy alive. And he just starts stumbling on his words and he like becomes a YouTube meme and stuff. And it's like I was watching this and it was so embarrassing embarrassing to watch these fake characters just stumble like that but that is cool i agree Mm -hmm. here is where i perceive there to be a challenge as a gamer i understand that i do not have a strength of 18 Mm -hmm. that i don't have a great score in lift gates bend bars right Mm -hmm. i can wrap my head around that i can wrap my head around the fact that i personally cannot cast fireball nor can i swing a sword as a skilled trained combatant, but as intellectual educated, well-read people, we think that we are persuasive. Hmm. We think that we can make a case. We think that we can debate. So all of the other skill set that our characters may have on paper that we accept, we cannot perform. The one thing that we have a hard time, a sort of psychological hang up, accepting that our character is better than we are at our knowing things Mm -hmm. and persuading people. And I think that's where the real challenge is in my gaming experience that people can say, Oh no, I can't fly. I can't shoot laser beams. I can't, you know, jump up, you know, that, that tall thing and land on that other thing. So many impossible feet away, but I can debate. I can argue. I can Mm -hmm. reason. I can think. And so I don't want that to fall to the dice or to fate. Now, I'm with you. I think that we should embrace that and accept Mm -hmm. that we can't do that necessarily as well as our character can or vice versa. I mean, for me in the Skies of Glass game, I mean, I'm no genius by any Mm -hmm. stretch, but I have a hard time playing Joe because I want to roll back the intellect, right? I want to be more trusting. I want to be more gullible. And that's hard. So I think for some gamers, accepting that Dan's going to pick up dice and I'm going to pick up dice, and it's not Dan versus Mike, it is character A versus character B, and we are going to abide by mm-hmm. and role play that result, I think for many players is challenging. Well, yeah, and I think it's challenging because of the fact that even if it's supposed to occur in the context of the game, it has the appearance, maybe even the reality of occurring in the metagame. Because if I persuade your character to do something, then ultimately what I have done, or at least how it's going to be perceived, is that I have forced you, Mike, Mm -hmm. to sacrifice the control or the driving will behind your character. That golden box we talk about has been broken has been broken by another character. Just put your finger right in the corner of that golden box. That's cool. Well, and I see... 
have a movie called Golden Box, but that's a whole different thing. It's like a <laughs> James Bond porno spoof. Anyway. With the Golden Girls? Yeah. It's like Goldfinger, which is the sequel, but that's a whole other thing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I, I can't say I, I'm completely unsympathetic to that outlook. I'm personally not a big fan of as the first line of defense to go to a character on character manipulation, persuasion, or even outright mind control check for that reason of you're taking away the agency of the player, even if it makes total sense to do so within the context of the world. But, but having said that, I think there is a case to be made that it is appropriate within a certain narrow band of situations. Well, and my take on it is, I mean, we're not talking about magical, literal, telepathic mind control. It's persuasive argument and debate and free exchange of ideas. Rolling the dice on that, and we look at the dice and the results, and we're like, I get to interpret how my character failed. Brodor does not get to interpret how my character feels. Yeah, and that's the bit of agency that still remains. Is Brodor is plan A, and I have plan B, and we roll off, and Brodor convinces me of his plan. I do so at least have the agency of determining, why did I come around to his way of thinking? Yeah, or did you? Maybe it's like he persuaded the rest of the party, and then they gang right. up on me, and I'm like, yeah, just yeah. he intimidated yeah. me into silence. I owe him a favor or he pulled off the previous job pretty well. So I think it's a dumb you know idea, what? but I'm playing I the odds. My character doesn't like the guy and he wants to see him fail. Yeah. Or if I it, exactly you always win by capitulating. And here's how, because if you capitulate to somebody else and they succeed, you're you the big can, man. You can say, hey, I was the bigger man and I or woman or whatever. And I went along with their plan. If they fail, you can say, well, I was never in favor of it in the first place. Right. And right. so capitulation is always the winning move in mm -hmm. terms of social capital. Yeah. Because the person who does risks. Precisely. So. And so, yeah, you have that great opportunity to say it was a dumb idea I was never in favor of versus it was a great idea and I went along with it. Yeah. I was willing to give them a, a chance. And maybe that's one of the ways you choose to express this in character. Mm-hmm. Let's look at it from the other angle of plan A is just awful. You know, maybe we'll let's go back to our bank robin scenario. Your idea, plan B, is actually to sneak in the back and not get the cops attracted. And you see just everybody has all the right skill sets for this. But you know what? They want to play a heist game. And their idea is to go kick in the front door. Yet everybody rolled up cat burglars for some reason. So they have this idea of they want to be door kickers and go loud, and it's just an awful idea. What do you do? Should you fight harder? Because in the previous bit of advice, we said plan A is a decent plan. You're the minority. You shouldn't stop the momentum of the game. You should maybe choose your battles. Maybe you should say your piece and move on. What if it's just, I mean, just objectively awful? It is literally not going to work. As a gamer, I personally would find that more challenging mm. than the first scenario, because to, to me, the second scenario, I would probably be more inclined to indulge ego and be an asshole <laughs> and be like, guys, this plan sucks. Yeah. And here's why your plan sucks. And this is why it's stupid. And this is why we shouldn't do it. But that makes me a bad gamer and an even worse friend. Mm. I've and I'm not saying this is the right move. <laughs> 
Oh boy. <laughs> My solution has usually been to get passive aggressive. Yeah. Which is so they decide to kick in the front door despite being completely unequipped for it. Right. They're completely They're cat burglars. And I yeah. simply don't get involved. Right. I'm there, but it's like, you know. I'm going to do the getaway vehicle. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'll be the getaway driver yeah. who stands outside the vehicle at the coffee shack. And uh, yeah, <laughs> watching. exactly. Or I'm going to be your sniper backup <laughs> with my revolver at Starbucks <laughs> in a different city. <laughs> and that is something I have done in more than one game. And things have gone sideways mm-hmm. and the group implodes. And I'm nowhere to be seen. And because of the fact that it's human nature for everybody, not I'm not blaming mm-hmm. everyone else. This is human nature. I'm a human. It's my nature. We always want to blame somebody. Right. The fact that Dan didn't participate becomes the reason it failed, as opposed right. to lick your fingers and stick them in the socket was a terrible plan to yeah. begin with. Well, Dan is an easy target because, as you admit, Dan's being passive aggressive. So oh, there's totally. already the momentum of blame has yeah. already started out of the sure. station. Dan's being an ass is true. <laughs> Even if Dan being the reason for your failure is, is not. not true. Right. And so you the logic can already, it's like a roller coaster. It can get you to the top of that first hill. Mm-hmm. Even if it has nothing to do with the gravity, it takes you down the hill. I, I have taken an opposite track of that where, you know, plan A is just awful. Haven't, been able to convince them to go with plan B. Don't get passive aggressive. Go all in on plan A. Your entire pile of chips, you push them in and you're like, guys, it's plan A time. Let's go. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, we're going to get, you know, a car. We're gonna, no, we're going to steal an armored car. We're going to get rocket launchers. We're going to hire mercenaries. <laughs> I mean, you, it sounds weird. Don't mock them, but go full ham. Yeah, and I think it is a better solution because at least if it fails and Mm -hmm. the game master is a bit of a hard ass Mm -hmm. and allows the failure to occur, at least you have not broken the social contract at the table. You're all in jail or in the hospital, but you're all there together. When you're playing craps, you don't bet the don't pass line because it Mm -hmm. makes you an ass. Mm. And in the same way, even if the odds are against you or whatever, you go ahead and push in because at least it keeps everyone chill with each other or makes the GM the bad guy, Well, which which is an acceptable loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's part of his job. <laughs> but I, I would say also, I think that's one of the things I would, I mean, it depends on the game master. Some game masters I can't have this conversation with. Right. But some I can have pulled them aside and saying, look, I see where this is headed. I am begging you for dispensations of mercy and grace. <laughs> right. Of can you please just let this be vaguely tenable <laughs> for I don't even know what reason other than the fact that other if you don't, the game is going to die right here with people pissed at either me for not playing along or you, the game master, for not letting it succeed. And that's why the game master has the most complex and challenging of roles at the table because not only do they have to be the driving force and the organizing force, they have to be the force of reason and rationale Mm -hmm. and cohesion to recognize, okay, 
plan A is a show, but they're dedicated to plan right. A. And my one holdout has embraced plan A to the point of lunacy. <laughs> How am I going to make this fun, right. entertaining, and something that is cohesive, that furthers the plot, and doesn't absolutely derail the game? Yeah. Right. And that's challenging. And something that you had brought up, Chad, about at what point do you as the player trying to make the persuasive argument, at what point do you engage the game master either in, you know, well, on the meta level? Mm -hmm. At what point do you engage them to say, okay, look, game master, here's the situation. Here are the things that I foresee as being the problem, as Dan alluded to. Can we make this work? Right. Right. Yeah, and I think that that kind of touches on another point of like going away from passive aggressive or full ham, both of which are terrible ideas, but horribly effective sometimes. The everybody is on board with this plan A except you. We talked about finding one person in the group that you can talk to and convince them and slowly start turning everybody to your way or at least a, a critical mass of people. One of the people you could talk to is the game master of getting them on board with plan B. Because the game master has certain powers, and I don't mean... Fiat, right. Fiat, yeah. Well, I don't mean like he can throw enemies at you or dragons or have rocks fall or anything like that or even change people's minds magically. But usually, whether you're playing D&D or Shadowrun or whatever, there's a mosaic of people involved, all these NPCs. People have connections, people have contacts, People have enemies, that sort of thing. All of these people have a voice. It's the voice of the game master. So if you could go to the game master and maybe pull them aside, or even at the table, I mean, hell, why even hide it? I go to Dan and I say, okay, everybody is going to kick in the door here. We're going to get blown away. Obviously, you're not going to kill all the characters. and You're going to make this work. Don't you think plan B would be more fun? But give them reasons. Don't just say... Do plan B because I think it's fun. I could say stuff like, well, Dan, they want to kick in the doors, but look at it this way. My guy's the heavy and Wayne's guy's the heavy. But Brodor, Pat, John, they're like sneaky guys. And, you know, they like Wayne and Wayne had a good sales pitch here. But think of the last three jobs we did. We're all kind of heavy, loud stuff. What happened with and kind of do a Socratic method here. What happened with Brodor's character and John's character in the last job? Well, Dan would reply, they were lookouts in the alley because we were beating people up. They, that's not their skill set. And what happened with Pat's character in the job before that? Oh, well, he was just sitting there as a getaway driver because, again, we were heavy. Wouldn't plan B just involve everybody you then? You make the spotlight argument. That, right. Hey, we've been shining so much spotlight mm-hmm. On me, or I should say on you and right. on Wayne as heavies, it's really time for us to do an infiltration cat burglary thing yeah. so that John and Pat and Brodor can have spotlight on them. Yeah, and, and you know, even Wayne can do his heavy thing because they need to knock a guard out, but really quiet, and they'll be tense because he's not that kind of guy. Right, or reinforcements show right. up at the wrong time. and yeah. So I, I think something else the Game Master can do is look at the motivations. Mm-hmm. Why does the party want plan A over plan B? Is it just that's personality? That's they want to go loud and crazy because that's just how they are. Or is plan B of the system we're playing stealth rolls and sneaking is 10 billion dice and takes five hours. Precisely. It could be that. 
or it could be they maybe it's not even a metagame thing it's an in-game thing they really do think that's the better plan right and in many cases i don't want to get into a philosophy thing here but i reject i think it was plato who said that ignorance is the root of all evil i, I won't get into why but the, the point being though that sometimes i think ignorance can be the root of error right and it could be that they think the loud and proud method is going to work because of the fact that they don't realize, they don't appreciate mm-hmm. what they're up against. Let's go back to the shadow and bank robbery. Right. This can be when the game master comes in and says, okay, I know four of you want to go loud and proud. One of you wants to go stealthy. So your contact <laughs> gives you a call and says, hey, word on the street is you guys have been casing out the first bank of fortressville <laughs> and uh just fair last war- bastion of the second amendment <laughs> yeah and just yeah this is this is the american readout and just fair warning that they're really heavily guarded <laughs> right like these guys are serious vat jobs and there are a lot of them and they have guys on quick dial that are 60 mm-hmm. seconds away you really need to rethink this if you're going to yeah. do this and and I, it doesn't have to be a contact. Right. It could be something that they observe while casing the place that, holy crap, these guys are well-geared it, and there's a lot of them. And, and that's a perfect example of convincing the game master on the side that yours is a better plan for all the various different reasons, and then him using his voice to influence. But I think that by that same token, get back to like what we first talked about. You have to ask yourself, is this a good plan or not? Am I in the wrong? Because just like the other people in your group may not have all the information or may have a misconception about what's going on, you may too. So you might go to the game master. It's a good idea to go to the game master anyway, because you might go to the game master and say, hey, you know what? We really should do the stealth re- thing for all these reasons. And then he looks at you and he's like, you know, you were on your phone for the last half hour. You might have missed the point where... There was a guard rotation and they (laughs) with the computers and they got like old man Jones guards in the middle of the night is now the front door guard in the middle of the day when they're going to rob it. No plan a is lock solid dude. (laughs) Get off your damn phone and you'll be like, Oh, (laughs) bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, I think that's where we're going to sign this one out because I actually need to go cut a Game Master Confessionals. We got a Skies of Glass game coming up on Thursday, and you guys have given that's, me a pickle to deal with. That's mm. good because I'm I have to pee so bad I am calculating <laughs> the absorbency of this chair and your carpet. <laughs> Please don't. So you guys have a uh, great see ya. Go <laughs> great week, great games, and we will catch you next time. See ya. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2017. Listeners are free to use this episode in any non-commercial endeavor so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. Fear the Boot is also a member of the RPG Academy network of shows. You can find other great shows in this network at therpgacademy.com slash network.